Hello and welcome to Barbatos Catholic Podcast, the show where three Mexican dads talk about faith, life, and culture. We are your hosts, Gustavo, Ivan, and Walter. And today we are going to talk about Holy Week. But first, a word from our sponsor. Our sponsor for this episode is Don Taco Mobile Taco Stand. If you're looking for the best tacos in the valley, look no further. Let Don Taco cater your next event, whether it's a birthday party, quinceañera, or a wedding. They will bring to you the tastiest tacos made with the freshest of ingredients. Book them today. Go to dontacocatering.com to learn more. You can also follow them on Instagram at dontacomts. And now, to the show. Okay. Yesterday, tell them what you did. Because on Sundays, we get to relax and discipline during Exodus 90. I usually do sweets because I'm a sweets guy. Or sweet tooth. Yeah, sweet, sweet guy. tooth. Um, but I um, I caught a lot of grief in from Gustavo and Ivan because I hadn't watched the return of the king. So my homework for the week was to watch the return of the king. And it did not disappoint. Heaven rejoiced when you Heaven watched rejoiced. that movie. <laughs> I still have questions though. Tell me. I, I, I took some notes and I already shared these notes with you, but you didn't, we didn't discuss it. So like, it is Return of the King. It is the third movie, and they are still not in Mordor. <laughs> you remember what I said? It was like Fellowship of the Ring is like, they don't even get close. And I was like, are you kidding me? They're like, I forgot about They're close. They're close. They're like at the doorstep. Well, yeah, Mordor. because they go to the Black Gates, and then Technically, is like, it's Mordor. Yeah, I guess you're right. It's Mordor. Okay. They're not to Mount Doom yet. Mm-hmm, exactly. So Mordor is the land. Yeah, 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 okay. Mount no, Doom is okay. the... So then I'm wrong. I, I stand corrected. Pretty much. We still love you. <laughs> so I do remember that the, the story about Smeagol getting the ring, that is in Fellowship of the Ring, but Peter Jackson just rearranged that little bit of story in the return. I remember that from Fellowship of the Ring, the how Smeagol got the ring when he was because it was his birthday and he was fishing well it, they touch on it on the fellowship of the ring they as did. well in the beginning they just say how the ring came to bilbo but then peter jackson kind of yes put that back into the return of the king as the intro to the movie Which it kind of shows you the transformation of smeagol into Gollum yeah. through that action mm-hmm. and it also brings it into context how uh, Deagle found the ring at the bottom of the river where the falling king had lost it, right? After he was like... Isildur. Isildur mm-hmm. was like, made like a shish kebab with like a bunch of arrows in his back. <laughs> and that's where he laid to rest. And then the river caught the ring and that's where it lay dormant for I don't know how many thousand That's what years. the homie got. He's like, I don't want to throw it in the fire. I'm going to keep it. Boom, you did. Deagle finds the ring. Smeagol kills Deagle. Smeagol becomes Gollum. But you see, there's there's like a very um, clear example of how Tolkien kind of like really put 
his faith into the story mm-hmm. because what other pair of brothers do you remember one killing another? Oh, is that Cain and Abel? Mm-hmm. I did not catch that. So there's a, like tons of references. There's like so that. much Catholicism I in mean, the yes. world of Middle Earth. Okay, can I mm-hmm. tell you what I what I saw? Yeah. Okay. So um, something stirs in the east. Uh, Legolas says that. And I was like, oh, the east. The east is where the presence of God left Jerusalem. And I was like, oh, I caught that. So I felt very good about myself. And then, um, so Denethor, the steward of the kingdom of Gondor. He's a bum. I think he's uh, similar to Herod because he was the king of the Jews, but he was not the lawful king. Correct. Mm-hmm. Right? Absolutely. Okay. So I got two for two. Uh, <laughs> what was the... There is a reference uh, that um, they say, on the third day we ride to Gondor. And I'm like, ah, this sounds very familiar. <laughs> wink, wink. Stomp, stomp. Um, things like that. Um What's the other one? What's the name of the um, uh, the spider? Shelob. Shelob. Mm-hmm. The fact that Frodo gets like um, almost like embalmed is that like the, a reference to the shroud, or no? I mean, I don't know if it was necessarily meant to be that. Um, it. I mean. I don't know. What does Secret Fire say? I don't, I don't think it touches on no? she loved that much. At okay. least not where I'm at. When Theoden is dying, he tells Theoden, um, I go to my father's. My body is broken. And I was like, we're all broken, Theoden. <laughs> you know? <laughs> we're all on the same boat. Oh I know. Um and my favorite quote of the whole movie has to be Gimli. Certainty of death, small chance of success. What are we waiting for? Exactly. Mm-hmm. That was like, oh my goodness, you're such, you're, I, I feel like I would, uh, I would love to play Gimli. Um, Bro, you would actually make a great <laughs> Gimli. <laughs> so, I mean, I know, I'm, I'm pretty tall for the part, but um, man, that, that friendship between Gimli and Legolas it's incredible. That's when they're good. counting how many kills each one has. Mm-hmm. It is very funny. Um, well, the, the men of the West. Yeah. The reference to the men of the West and like Western civilization and how um, uh, Galadriel talks about it is time for the dominion of men, um, mm-hmm. which I was like, huh, very interesting. Do you have any idea who Galadriel is, who she represents? I don't marry. Really? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. See, I, that's the part that, like, um, the one that became um, mortal, Arwen. Arwen. Mm-hmm. She became. She becomes mortals. Yeah. She's somehow. another. She's like another representation of of Mary as well. Okay. Yeah. I, I, and you're gonna I see that a lot with some like of these something. characters. Yeah, they're gonna represent um, some more characters. N- a number of characters can represent the same person, but okay. 
Galadriel represents. Well, yeah, military. just like Gandalf, Aragorn, and Frodo, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Priest, prophet, king. Uh, yeah, that part where where uh, Gandalf is talking to Pippin about death, and it's like that's just another path. Mm-hmm. I was like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yes, no, I'm picking up what you're putting down. Um, okay, riddle me this: when they're getting on the boat at the end. Is that like the ascension? In a way, I mean, they're going to. It's like their journey is complete, and they're going to heaven. Mm-hmm. In a way, mm-hmm. gotcha. So the elves at the time. So when the time of the elves is coming to an end, they go to the to the. I forgot what the the shores of Valar. I think it is. Yeah, the shores yeah. of Valar, and so it's it's like heaven. Mm. So I don't know if you saw this, but. In the movie, especially Return of the King, it's when you see that the real hero of the story is Samwise Gamgee. A lot of people think it's Frodo. I know that this was going to come up. It's not Frodo. It is Samwise Gamgee. And Tolkien himself said that. He did? Mm-hmm. I have like a love-hate relationship with Sam. Oh my gosh, bro. He's my guy. I know that he is your guy. Sam is my guy. That's who I want to be. But I find him rather annoying at times. I know. I'm going to fight you. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Well, well Sam is taking his headphones off right now. Sam is another one of those like Catholicism injected uh, uh, characters. Mm-hmm. Because he he resembles uh, Simon Zyrene mm-hmm, mm-hmm. as he carries Frodo. Pretty much, he says, "I can't carry the ring, but I can carry you, Mister Frodo." And he like pulls him on his back because because the ring is another uh, uh, foreshadowing of like that not foreshadowing, but like another example of how heavy the cross was, right? Yeah, and 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 that's what debilitates Frodo. Since he gets the ring all the way when he gets to Mount Doom, and Mount Doom he's pretty much done. He can't he can't walk anymore. Hence, Sam carrying him the rest of the way. Um, so again, another reference to how mm-hmm. Tolkien kind of like injected Catholicism into catch this. That, yeah, yeah. Um, Frodo does say it is done mm-hmm. when he destroys the ring. It's done. Well, he doesn't destroy the ring. Well, because if there's a fight right at the end. Yeah, that's true. And then it's, it's like an, the, the it's an accident. Smeagol yeah, it's an accident essentially so that 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 uh, Gollum just keeps the ring and falls with it because Frodo wasn't ready to give it up. Mm-mm. When I saw that, I thought of like the wages of sin is death, mm-hmm. and just like how Gollum was so happy. That he had the ring again, only to even if he was even while he was burning right in the lava, he was he had like the smile on his face because he finally had that was so disturbing, his precious. Not crazy. Who is he speaks in the royal we? You know, so who's the other person? So it's Smeagol and Gollum. Uh huh. So Smeagol. That's the we. <laughs> that's the we. Yeah. Okay. So Smeagol, he was Smeagol before the the Hobbit, mm-hmm. and then he almost like this other part took uh, took over him, and he became Gollum. Mm-hmm. So like as you can see, I think that the scene in the Two Towers mm-hmm. where 
he's going back and forth. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, I hate you. I can't do the Gollum yeah. voice. I wish I could, but I can't do it. Um, <clears throat> well, he's Dude. talking back and forth and he's like, go away and never return. Mm-hmm. And then Gollum goes away and then he just becomes Smeagol. But then ultimately Gollum comes back. Yeah, so I like it like when he calls uh, some the fat one. Dude, I was going to say that. <laughs> that fat one doesn't know. Stupid fat hobbit. He's always watching. <laughs> We're terrible at the goblin voice. Exactly. <laughs> also, how um, Eowyn's broken heart. I was like, girl, he's just not that into you. Do you know who she ends up with? Do you know? Faramir? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. They don't go over that. Mm-mm. That's in the, the, the extended, extended edition. Extended edition. But in the book. Mm. And which by the way, like, how does he not die? Fanamir. But anyways, yeah, we can, a, Yeah, we're we getting are like a little... twelve minutes into <laughs> As you can tell, I like to talk about talking a lot. There's this could be a whole episode. We're just <laughs> yeah. scratching the surface. But you know, this is very apropos of what we are talking about today because um we will most likely break down this Holy Week episode into volume one and volume two. Um, and then we'll have extended editions of ex- it. <laughs> <laughs> because it's only right. Uh, that is funny. <laughs> that was a good one. <laughs> but okay. Um, when does Lent ends? Are you asking or are you? Yeah. Is it rhetorical or? Palm Sunday is still part of Lent, right? It's, it, I mean, it's part of. It's a good um, question. I think it's still part of Lent. Like the last, last day of Lent is um, Holy Wednesday. But we'll talk about that. But let's just consider part of the um, Holy Week celebrations, Palm Sunday. And um, Palm Sunday is also known as Passion of the Lord Sunday. In during that um, gospel reading in that mass is when you know we um, we hear uh, Mark eleven one ten or John twelve twelve through the sixteen or thirty seven, um, and then the actual passion. I think it's uh, Mark fourteen one. 15 to 47 or 15 1 through 39 which is pretty much the whole account of the passion of the christ and um, you have um, a narrator the priest usually does the parts of jesus and then the congregation does the um whatever it is uh, the part of the the israelites or the pharisees or whoever was condemning jesus so it's like really really powerful because it's a, the reminder of what's going to happen the whole drama of salvation that um culminates um during that week because we have Jesus entering Jerusalem through the east gate which um i learned that it is a reference uh, to um, the Old Testament, I don't remember. I wish I remember which prophet. I want to say that it was Ezekiel. Um, but it was, I think we were talking about 
how um, the presence of the Lord left the temple through the east gate of Jerusalem. So mm. first century Jews would know coming from the east meant that the presence of the Lord was going to come back through that same gate and have um, the put its final presence in in the temple. Yahweh was going to be there with them. So when they see Jesus coming in, um, a donkey, a foal, that is another like very strong image for first century uh, Jewish people because that's kind of how David entered the city of Jerusalem um, to be the the great king of, of Israel, which, you know, then there's all these uh, things that happen with David and Solomon and everyone else. After that, um, that um, you know, they needed a, 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 the true lawful king. So everyone is um, singing hosannas and um, putting palm branches on and their cloaks on the floor as Jesus is entering. Um, and this like starts to build tension and, uh, you know, the political climate of Jerusalem at the time, because everybody was going to Jerusalem around the time on pilgrimage, because it was also the festival of Passover. So there's a whole bunch of people in Jerusalem already to the point where I think I remember this from some homily or talk that um, Jesus and his disciples, they were camping outside of Jerusalem. Um, and a, a lot of people were there. That, that is like around the, the place where um, Judas takes all of the, uh, the Sanhedrin to, to apprehend Jesus on um uh holy thursday so um a bunch of things a bunch of things happen during that time that jesus is in jerusalem um he talks about how he uh, will rebuild the temple in three days which is pretty much what they use against him say that he is blaspheming mm -hmm. um you have this picture of like the wrath of the lord overturning the tables of the money lenders at the temple you know with the whipping them whipping them you know it's Which always is, it's always hard for me to envision that i know right but like you jesus you, really pissed off yeah <laughs> but i feel like uh Bishop Barron talks about how we domest uh, domesticate the image of Jesus. Exactly. If you think about it, yeah. You know, I think you 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 mentioned it one time that Ivan that um, Jesus is not like this perfectly manicured. He's not this beautiful blonde-haired man petting a lamb. Petting a lamb. <laughs> It's like no, like there is righteous anger in that you know because the, the house of my father like how dare you doing this in the house of my father and he was like i mean from again talks and documentaries that i've seen he was like a tall person for that time and he was like a carpenter so he was 
I mean, and we'll touch maybe a little bit th- uh, about this uh, in the next episode, but I mean, to carry a cross that big, yeah, he was, he was like, he was not a skinny guy. That's no. what I'm trying to get at. And he was a carpenter. Like, he was a carpenter. He yeah, worked with his hands. Exactly. Like, you know, so he was like, again, he was intimidating already, right? Yep. And not only he was very loving and caring and charismatic, obviously, but I, if that's maybe why it's hard for me to envisioning whipping people like out of the temple and turning mm-hmm. around tables like a madman. Like you must have done something real bad if you <laughs> pissed off Jesus this yeah. much. Yeah. Um, we touch on the your king's your king comes to you humble riding a donkey, the return of the Davidic king. Um, and you you know one thing that I didn't notice um, about uh, what Pilate puts on top of the cross, you know, you see it in uh, in crosses in 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 Mexico all over. You see Inri, right? I N R I. And just now I made the connection that that is Jesus Nazarenus Rex Iudorum. Mm-hmm. I'm probably butchering the Latin, but uh, Jesus, King of the Jews. So it's yep. Pilate ironically telling everybody that he is the King of the Jews. And even the Jews are like, don't put that. Exactly. Well, he was doing mockingly, right? He was, he was saying, here's the King of the Jews, like mm-hmm. kind of like, we killed him exactly, and 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 doing like in a jokingly version, saying, "Well, there's your king. There's the the king on his throne, essentially." Yeah, <laughs> this is a little bit off topic, but have you guys ever seen the Jesus dub videos on YouTube? Jesus what? The Jesus dub videos? Dub no. like yeah, dub d u d u b. It's like I don't know what movie it is, but it's an old movie, and it's like somebody's just obviously dubbing over the movie but there's a scene and when you say that he's hum um your king comes to you humble riding on a donkey uh-huh it's a scene of jesus coming <laughs> he's on the donkey and before he like, it stops at the door and then it, it just says all right get me off of this thing i walked on water i think i can walk to the door <laughs> every time i think of that it just reminds me of that video i'm sorry <laughs> I, I gotta watch water. that. <laughs> we'll I'll find send it. you the link. Yeah, we'll, we'll post we'll the links in the show notes. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, I'm so stupid. I'm sorry. That's good. That's good. We need some levity and, um, you know, not. Holy week. Holy week. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So that's, that is, um, that is Palm Sunday of the, the Passion of the Lord. Do uh, you guys make the little Palm Cross? I how do you do that? Dude, I'm There's so gonna bad be at the I'm pretty good that. at it. I, if, I, if I do say so myself, patting, patting myself on, on the back. We're going to post a video on Instagram of Gustavo teaching you how to do the cross. Welcome yeah. to Barbato's crafting. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm like, I'm crafty like that. No, I, I I'm, know. I'm not saying that it's a bad thing. It's just it's like, I it can only do like, you know, you take two palms and you kind of fashion it into like maybe a three by five cross. You're really you're gonna have to teach us because I'm yeah. I'm terrible at it. We can we can post a video about it. Dude, there's people that make businesses out of this. And 
you know, God bless him because I mean, there's there's some uh, artistry in it. In, in that, mm. you know, some some people make them really, really ornate and intricate, and mm -hmm. it's really nice art. And you bless them, and then you put them in your house in your door uh, mm -hmm. way or whatever, and, and then they dry off. And then dry off, and then you burn them, and that's how they make the ashes for Ash, Ash Wednesday. Wednesday. Yeah, yeah. Fun fact. Which, by the way, if you have blessed palms, you cannot just throw them in the trash Correct. because they're technically a sacramental. Mm -hmm. So. <laughs> Same as a rosary. Same with the rosary. Mm -hmm. Same with. If the you have a blessed candles. rosary or any type of blessed artifact, never throw it away. Never needs to. There be is a proper way of burn. discarding of it in burying it or burning it. I think you know. Two things. On Pia's baptism, I was talking to Jean that handles all the baptisms at Saint John of Arc. Do you know what they do with the Paschal candles mm -mm. after every year? Because she was like, "Well, you cannot." bury a pascal candle in a place you would need to have like a lot of um real estate so it doesn't get trampled over right all right so i don't know there's a priest in the diocese of phoenix that melts the candles the pascal candles from previous years and then makes new ones altar candles oh there you wow. go from them i thought that that was pretty cool that's awesome <laughs> the yeah. catholic church recycles yeah, really. <laughs> Reduce, reuse. reuse, recycle. Exactly. <laughs> there we go. See, we care about Mother Nature. Are we allowed to say Mother Nature? We it's care about nature. nature. We care about nature. We do care about nature. Didn't St. Francis With refer to soon. Mother Earth? <laughs> Brother Son. Que pendejo. <laughs> <laughs> Ahí le cortas esta parte y no se vea que estoy tan no. estúpido. You gotta keep it. <clears throat> Brother Soon. Um, okay, back to the topic. Um, so that's kind of like, oh, fun fact. The first time that I went to Mass at St. Joan of Arc was Palm Sunday 2012. Mm. Wow. Yeah. And I was like, Wow, this is so cool. They start the liturgy outside. Everybody processes with their palms and all these things. Pretty cool. Um, you know, and, you know, it was like the, uh, the 1030 choir. And it was, it was like, oh, my goodness, this guy's like the real deal, you mm -hmm. know. Um, and, and it's a pretty good parish. Uh, that's why we've been there for a long time. Anywho. Uh, then... The Monday of Holy Week, Tuesday of Holy Week, not a lot of things. Um, Wednesday, though, gets a little bit interesting. I found out that Wednesday of Holy Week, it's also called Spy Wednesday. And I was like, Spy Wednesday, why? Um, well, we also have said in this in the in the fasting episode that we fast on Wednesdays because it's the day that Judas betrayed um, Jesus. So Wednesday of Holy Week commemorates um, the uh, the deal that Judas um, did with the uh, with the Pharisees to exchange uh, Jesus for thirty pieces of silver, pretty much. And um, there is a um, a specific liturgy 
um, that is celebrated on Holy Wednesday um, called the Tenebre. Um, or Tenebre. Tenebre. Mm-hmm. I'm always butchering. This. English is a second language, baby. English as a second language. Tenebre. Mm-hmm. Is that Latin? I believe it is. Yes. It um, means shadows or darkness. Tenebroso. Tenebroso. Mm-hmm. There you go. Es la palabra que estaban buscando, pero... Anyways, you've been to that, right? I have, yeah. Father Cruz John. did mm-hmm. that. Shout out to Father Cruz. Yeah, Father Cruz did a great job of instituting or introducing several, I don't want to say forgotten, but like not usually practiced. Um, liturgies. Liturgies. Like my first at Orienta Mass was because of Father Cruz. Mm. Yeah, he did do that. Pretty awesome. Okay, so did he do the? um, It's not a mass, right? It's no, it's a liturgy. It's like um, they do hymns. Um, You extinguish essentially. You extinguish like fifteen candles, and it's like a liturgy of like hymns that are sung. And then like prayers that are said in in kind of like a back and forth fashion. Responsorial. Responsorial, thank you. Um and yeah, I mean it 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 symbolizes those um uh, until the they extinguish the candles until the church is left in darkness. Um and then at some point the strip it is, and I'm reading this through a website, so don't think all of this is coming from my head. They do a like I'm just a super not loud smart. noise, right? <laughs> yeah, so the super loud noise is um you you would typically bang like the uh, like a hymnal on the on the pew or like stomping your feet um to to simulate like the earthquake when oh. when when the earth quaked. I thought it was Christ the tomb. Died. I thought it was the tomb closing on Jesus. Mm, that's kind of what I found oh. out, the fact okay. that it was like that moment when the earth shook after christ died interesting yeah so yeah it, it, it goes through um holy thursday good friday and holy saturday i believe you can celebrate it on those days uh-huh. uh, or just um spy wednesday mm-hmm. so i don't i don't know what i think it's um in in like uh, religious orders they might celebrated um throughout those three days during holy week because you can do it um in one of the hours of liturgy of the hours i believe um i don't remember exactly which one if you are religious if you are religious and you do celebrate this liturgy please let us know mm-hmm. <laughs> um and but it's then, I'm sorry. Go ahead. It's it's a really good um way of entering into Holy Week. Yes. When we went, you know, because again, life goes on, right? I mean, Holy Week has has a lot of uh um events that we usually don't gloss partake in. Over. Yeah, or gloss over because we don't necessarily are exposed to them. Mm-hmm. I sh- I certainly wasn't. My my uh experience with Holy Week as I mentioned on uh, other episodes, was just like um, the youth group, uh, Pascua Juvenil, mm-hmm. um, that we would put together again, the live stations and so on and so forth. But 
there's so much richness and tradition in the Catholic Church that I wasn't or we weren't like um, exposed to. And when those uh, started popping up, especially at St. Joan of Arc, it was like we were just like all in. And it's, it's a really good way of entering more deeply into Holy Week and living kind of like a little closer to, to, um, to that expectancy of the resurrection, right? Because it goes dark yeah. before it gets light. I mean, it's not enjoyable. Mm-hmm. It doesn't sound enjoyable. And it, I don't think it's supposed to be either, right? Mm-mm. Well, Mm-mm. you know, but you know what I'm trying to say. There's oh, like, yeah. No, 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 no. I know um, what you're saying. Yeah, it's like the the kind of like un, un uneasy feeling, sure, um, that you get because you know what's coming. It's like the the yeah. peace before the storm, mm-hmm. um, and then right after that, we have the beginning of the triduum, um, which is Holy Thursday, Good Friday, uh, through Easter Sunday, um, and Holy Thursday. We have um, two things that um, are celebrated in the church that day. Um, the Christmas Mass, which can be moved to a different day of the week. I think in the Diocese of Phoenix, it's like the Monday of Holy Week, they do the Christmas Mass, which is basically all of the priests renewing their um, vows um, to serve as uh, priests of uh, Jesus Christ and um, the blessing of the oils of anointing for confirmation and um, anointing of the sick. Um, Because, you know, in the Last Supper, we have the institution of the Eucharist and the institution of the priesthood um, during that. Um, specific event in the upper room. And that's what we celebrate in the evening mass of the Lord's Supper, mm-hmm. um, which we have the washing of the feet, right? Um, did you ever get your feet washed in yes. church? Mm-hmm. Like my grandma would always be like, Andale, ve con el padre para que te laven los pies. I was like, no, grandma, I don't want to. My feet stink. Yeah. <laughs> See <laughs> who's twins now. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think that that is um, that is a pretty good tradition that you that you can also do at home. I don't know if you guys have done that, but um, we we try to do that now that the kids understand. Like, well, it's, it's kind of fun for them to play with water in the living room. Um, any day, any day, really. Yeah, so any excuse to play with water is uh, it's always fun and well received in this house. So what we've been trying to do is um, have uh, it's usually me um, washing the feet of the children and my wife Diana, and um, and then we have the kids do uh, washing the feet of like the older washing the feet of the youngest and vice mm-hmm. versa. Uh, always in that idea of. Um, being uh, of service to others, um, you know, that kind of servant leadership that Jesus is calling us to, especially as fathers. Um, I think that that has, has like a big significance. 
Oh, I'm sorry. I'm banging on the table too much. Um, the Holy Thursday Mass is probably my favorite Mass of the whole Triduum. How um, so? Man, it's, I don't know, like it, the, the past few years that I've been, I always get something new out of it. Mm. It's to me, I don't know why, but it's been, it's, it's such a peaceful Mass to me. Where the music that's 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 being sung, um, the representation of the washing of the feet, just you know, to to think about our Lord Jesus Christ, who's a king, and he gets down and washes the feet of his disciples. Like, what king does that? Mm-hmm. What king in high power stoops so low to wash his disciples' feet that are that are dirty? That all of the above. Like, who would do that? Which, which was the task of like the servants, like the lowest of the low. Right? Exactly. Like, well, that's why Peter was like against it, right? Mm-hmm. They were like, no, no, no. Como crees? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, what king would do that? Also, giving us his body, his blood, his soul, his divinity that mm. um, that night. Like, you know, you would think that you know, like kings that are their castles or <laughs> whatever, like royalty they they don't want nothing to do with the peasants with the people and here's this king that's bringing everyone to him like eat of my body drink of my blood Mm. um let me wash your feet i i don't know it's just it's it's the significance to me the humility the the love it's just it's so beautiful um so i love holy thursday Mm -hmm. and then after that the altar of repose Walking, oh, yeah. processing together uh, at St. John of Arc when we go to, into the hall. Man, it's just, I always remember the, the, the scene in Passion of the Christ when after he's taking, after he's, he's captured, they beat him up and then they put him in a cell and then Mary like goes and she kind of like senses where he's mm-hmm. at and she like puts her, her, her ear to the ground and then. Like he looks the, up. The camera's going down, and then you can see Jesus just looking up. Mm, I don't know. Just I always think of that when I'm at the you know, when I'm there. I'm, I feel like I'm with Jesus in that moment. Mm-hmm. You know, like He's been abandoned. He's been beat up. He's by himself. Lord, let me spend time with you. Like I haven't left you. You know. Mm-hmm. Saint John Paul II had that that he could oh, sense yeah. where where Jesus was. Oh, dude, I have a cool yeah. story about that. Yeah, it, it is it the, the Jason Everett story? Yeah, I think I read that. Yeah, book I read it in the book uh, like, Saint John Paul the Great. Don't tell him yeah. where the <laughs> where, where the blessed sacrament, sacrament is. is because he's going to throw off the schedule. That's perfect. Is that the one with the dogs? No, no. no okay. He just walked by a hall and he's like, "What's behind that door?" Yeah, he he stopped. Yeah, he just stopped and he turned away and and I think he says like like nah 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 he just told like the wagging his the finger. bishop yeah, wagging yeah, yeah, his yeah. fingers like you cannot keep this from me i'll be right back There's and another, that right back was about a two-hour delay in his whole schedule <laughs> <laughs> there's another one that's similar where i don't know if it was uh it's a patrick's cathedral in new york that he went to go visit i don't know where, where it was but he, he went to go visit but before he can actually go in there it's almost like the secret service they have to go in and you know scope out the place well some of the, the, I don't know if it was, the security had dogs with them, just, you know, just if there was like a bomb or something. And when they got to the to the tabernacle, the dogs started going crazy. Like they could sense somebody 
there and they were just barking at the at the tabernacle because like you know like dogs there's can someone see. there yeah there's like there's someone there like even dogs can mm-hmm. can sense the presence of our lord which is yeah it's, it's insane. insane you know what i've been this is off topic but i think it's worth mentioning um i realized that the first time that jesus is mentioned as the son of god is by demons by the um the the demons that are possessing the people that he is exercising like jesus son of god what do you want with us oh wow before you know peter or anybody else Mm -hmm. professes him as the son of god so i'm like wow um but anyways, um, the altar of repose, very important. Um, it's so powerful to see the tabernacle open without mm-hmm. anything, without him in it. Um, because you know, you, it's kind of anticlimactic. You know how the movie ends. Exactly. But, uh, but just having that, it, it like the images, like the, the crucifix is is covered. And and all these things that help you pray are like not there for you to see. Veiled. Veiled, you know. In purple. Um so that and then having the the altar of repose throughout the night and, and keeping watch with him, um kinda like trying to make up for how um Peter Andrew and James. John. Peter, Andrew, and John um, fell asleep Mm -hmm. while he was in the Garden of Gethsemane, um, which brings out another tradition of the church that before we had kids, we were able to do, which is the visit to the seven temples, um, which if you don't know what the visit to the seven temples is, is um, pretty much doing a mini pilgrimage during the night of Holy Thursday mm-hmm. to commemorate the um, the seven places that Jesus was taken um, the Last Supper, between the Last Supper and his crucifixion. So just to briefly mention those, um, the first place would be the uh, Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane. Um, then, because this happens like, okay, they, they have the Last Supper and then they go out of the upper room singing um, a hymn, and then that's when he get, Jesus gets apprehended. Um, Kiss of Judas, you know the story. Um, and, um, well, actually, is yeah, Gethsemane is right before he gets apprehended. Has to be, right? Um, then he gets bound and taken before Annas. Um, and then um, Annas is like, take him to the high priest, Caiaphas. And then Caiaphas, from there he goes, it's taken to Pilate for the first time. Pilate is like, take it to Herod. Herod is the king of the Jews. Um, then Herod is like, take him back to Pilate. And so he goes back. And then um, then he's given the crown of thorns and led to his crucifixion. So those are like, seven different um 
places that we um, commemorate by doing the the visitation to the seven churches, mm. um, which happened all throughout the night uh, of Holy Thursday, um, which I was like, growing up, I always thought about, it's like, why the seven temples? I don't get it. But now that you think about it, it's like, this is like the pre-Via Crucis kind of thing. Um, and seven is like a significant number mm -hmm. for the Jewish or the Hebrew culture. It's the perfect number, all these things. I'm like, oh, kind of makes sense. Um, have you ever done uh, visitation to the seven temples? I've never heard about it until really? right now. Oh, it's, I thought like it was a super Mexican mm -hmm. thing. Just Monterrey. No, I mean, I think uh, I've, I've done it before. Um, um, I think I did it like four years ago. I haven't done it since. But okay. You can just put the um, the references to scripture so you can do that at home. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, just... Um, thinking about those seven places where um, Jesus was taken. And I think that's a good place to, to leave it for this first episode. Um, on part two, volume two, however we want to call it, of this uh, episode, we will talk about Good Friday and Easter Sunday. But for now... We thank you for listening to this episode of Barbatos Catholic Podcast, the show where three Mexican dads talk about faith, life, and culture. If you like the show, please consider subscribing to the podcast, sharing it on social media, leaving a rate and review on Apple Podcasts, and recommending it to your friends and family. And if you didn't like it, well, just keep it to yourself and let others make their own mistakes. You can follow us on Instagram at Barbatos Catholic Podcast. Send us an email at hello at barbatoscatholicpodcast.com. On the web, we are at www.barbatoscatholicpodcast.com, where you'll find the show notes for this episode and more. Blessed Solanus Casey. Pray, pray, pray for, for us. us. Until the next time.